RPG Mania, a video game music podcast for October 23rd, 2021, is presented by RPGera.com. To get things started, you're listening to the Broods theme from WWF Attitude, released July 31st, 1999, composed by Jim Johnson. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian. And joining me on the show this week, the food truck king of Pueblo, Colorado. It's Frank. Good evening. <laughs> Out there. Uh, I'm just uh, slinging my it, wiener all over town. No, I was going to say you're out there. Uh, it's not what it's not entrancing. What was it called in, in, in True Blood? The vampires do. I've never watched True Blood because I'm a man. No way. I'm kidding. I love Suki. She's my favorite fairy. What what is it called that they put them in? Like uh, that like state of tranquility almost. Like what did they call that? Oh, it's not. It's, it's not being. It's not being in a trance. But oh, influence Suki. Feel my influence. I don't know. Th- I don't know that. I don't know that it was influence. Hmm. Look it up. Figure it out real quick if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a rating interview on there because it really does help out in terms of our visibility for search results so that BG Mania continues to grow. Ah, Frank, we did something that I honestly never thought I'd have the courage and balls to do. It's pretty crazy, but we are on Patreon now and we have to talk about it, Mike. This is the first time I think we're... Well, no, I take that back. I mentioned it on Max Level that just posted the day that you and I are recording this episode for the week. So this is not the first time. It's actually the first time I'm talking to somebody about it because that was a solo episode. Did you figure out the True Blood thing? No, I, I didn't look. I don't oh, make any clicky noises. Look it up. I don't want to make any clicky noises. I'm a professional. Well, now I'll look it up. True Blood, Vampire... It's also known as a glamoring, if that helps you. Yes! That's the word. Glamoring. That's what I was trying to think of. That's it. I guess it's the same thing as influence, but yes, that's that's the uh, that's the reference that I was. You know how much I love influencers. <laughs> oh man, Patreon.com. Patreon, baby. Forward slash RPG era. We have a handful of different tiers that you can check out, and if anything jumps out at you, or if you just want to toss a few bucks our way each month to help the content and hopefully power our dreams even more, that'd be super awesome. It amazed me that uh, that we had a few people sign up like instantly because I soft launched it obviously in our Discord community the other day, um, 
because I, you know, I knew we would start talking about it on the shows this week. So I just wanted to see what would happen if I stuck it in Discord. And within like, I don't know, it wasn't even an hour, we had the first four. And that's the four we still have. I mean, granted, we just now started releasing the podcasts out, so we'll see what happens. If it doesn't grow to any, then... I mean, I no, am just it's gonna grow, Martin. I, I, Martin, I need you to throw me some pounds, Stephen. Some euros. <laughs> throw me some pounds, Frankie. I thought you were trying to lose pounds. No, no, I want to put them all back on. Okay. <laughs> uh, it amazed me that you know we almost hit thirty dollars with four patrons in in just the hour that we did, and you know, I my first joke tier that I set was ten dollars because that's even shattering any expectations that I had. Um, it's never something I wanted to do. It's never something that I wanted to try to rely on in terms of stability and a means to support our content. I liked how we were doing things and I liked trying to do things the old school way by selling ad revenue and, you know, just trying to exist. But it's really freaking hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Especially now with my current situation, this was just the right time to try and put ourselves out there onto Patreon, see the kind of support that we can gather up from our community. Um, any type of support is awesome. Like I said, if you want to donate to us, you're more than welcome to, but you're still going to get awesome BG Mania content. And if you listen to our other stuff, awesome media files, blood and destroyers, max level content on a weekly basis. That's never going to change. Those aren't getting locked behind any sort of paywalls or anything like that. We're not doing any early access type stuff. Um, I, I've never been a fan of that. I didn't want to do that but what we are doing we do have a five dollar tier that includes a new stupid show that i plan to do solo every sunday so if you're one of the weirdos out there that enjoys sitting down and listening to me talk for a half hour an hour however long i end up rambling on i mean i just did a solo episode of max level like i said and some people like those <laughs> i don't know but um who are these people it's gonna it's gonna be a, i wish i knew it's gonna be a sunday smoke sesh over on Patreon and it's exactly what you think when you hear that um, but I'm going to do it live every Sunday and I will start that this Sunday actually because the Patreon is live so uh, the first one will be going up the day after this podcast posts if it posts on time I'm shooting to get this episode up on Saturday the 23rd so if it does you have time you can head on over to Patreon you can jump in we'll have the first ever Sunday smoke sesh tomorrow I don't know what we're going to talk about no idea um, but fans of BG Mania we do have a $10 tier that you might be interested in because it will include a monthly bonus episode that'll stay exclusive to patrons and this month Frank we're focusing on a game that you've been super high on lately speaking of I've been Sunday standing the hell out of this game to everyone who would yeah. listen yeah, anyone that understands the reference of standing something, um, you, you know, uh, what's the generation under us? Gen Z? Uh, the the, the douchebags? Those guys. Rainbow <laughs> Billy, the curse of the Leviathan, is going to be our bonus episode for the month of October. And I'm excited because I've not explored this game yet. Uh, Frank, I know it's a game that you've already finished, correct? Uh, finished 100% and I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> so you picked the entire playlist for this episode. I'm excited to sit. I've only heard one track. Oh, I've, well, I've, no, I've, I've, I've crafted a journey for you. Just so you know, I put them in a pretty good order. I take that back. I The, the day you sent me the, the soundtrack, I did explore several of the tracks, but um, I've not heard a lot of them and I don't think I've heard a majority of what you picked. So I'm pretty excited to do this bonus episode. You can look for it on Patreon. We'll be recording it sometime this weekend, and it'll be up next week. 
Um, but yeah, that's enough on Patreon. We'll mention it each week, probably, um, just to remind people that it is there if you choose to support us. But again, just listening to the episodes is also insanely supportive of our content. Tell a friend. We could, yeah, we couldn't ask for anything more. So um, that's awesome. But before we get into the music, we've had several comments come in either via social media or through email since we've returned to a regular schedule. First of all, like I said before, thank you all so freaking much for still being around and still showing love and support. It's crazy. Um, sometimes it's needed more than ever. And I know we have some listeners out there going through some shit, so hopefully we can reciprocate some of that just a little bit. But more than a few of the comments have mentioned how the episodes sound a lot more laid back now and chill, I guess. Um, and let me just say, that's pretty much what you're going to get from us going forward here from BG Mania. Um, Frank, if I guess if we were ever to change our tagline, it would have to be something to like to the diary of sleepy madmen or something like that, because <laughs> the only, the only time that you and I are really able to sit down and record BG Mania episodes now is at least it's a decent time for you, but for yeah, me, who is now you. back, back in the workforce, it's pretty late for me. So, um, oh, you know, trust you, I'm sure this is going to kick me in the ass once I get back out there and start doing work. I know, <laughs> but right now it's going on uh, midnight and we're just getting started. So, uh, these recordings are usually going to run from about midnight to 2 a.m. And the later the episodes get, the more crazier they'll probably go. So, um, it should be exciting, but hopefully that ends up being good content. I, I, I enjoy and appreciate the feedback we've received over the last few weeks since we have returned. Uh, Do we get any negative feedback? Not that I know of. Oh, because you can go get the, the, if that's the case. Well, we're not going to start swearing like that on the show. Can't do that. We'll be a little bit more lenient. Okay, okay, okay. You, you can bleep that. <laughs> we, won't, we won't get that into it now. I know, I think I think I let a few slide over the last few weeks just because we have been more laid back, but um, I really don't even care. I mean, if anyone cares, they would let me know, and nobody's let me know yet, so. Um, Frank, we're continuing our October, uh, what would you call this? The tradition, I guess. It's a spooky dookie dookie October. Yes, where we focus on weird and spooky topics throughout the month of October. Sometimes it's a game series. We've done Mega Man and Castlevania and stuff in the past. This month, month, year, yes, well, work, both words work. Both. Um, yeah, they both work. We kind of broke it up a little bit, you know? We didn't really have one centrally located idea or topic in mind. We started off with Evil Clowns and Sinister Circuses, and that was a fun episode. And then, more recently, we just put up the one on the Dead Space trilogy, which people seem to have been enjoying. And now, we're creeping around in the shadows. You know, what we do in the shadows. We're talking about vampires this week, baby. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, and out of this world... Oh, this is going to be a great episode. I, I love so many of these tracks. I have Kyle to thank for introducing me to what we do in the show. And I think you do as well. Uh, I do. He's, he's the first one to put it into my head. And then I told my buddy, Matt, who's a listener as well. Hey, Matt. Uh, and we're hooked. I got my Jackie Daytona shirt. Yeah, I think because Kyle did the episode of the Media Files on it. And that's kind of what got me into watching it. And I think you were right around the same time as that. So, uh, yeah, ended up being a great show. Season three just came out last month. I haven't had a chance to watch the uh, season yet, but I will soon, I hope. But I wanted to do vampires in video games that that wasn't Castlevania. So we've obviously focused on Castlevania in a previous October. And we've played a lot of Castlevania music in the past. But I wanted to do a vampire episode that was devoid of any Castlevania. And I really like the playlist that we garnered up for this one. I'm a little shocked with some of the picks that we have. But just knowing what's coming up and, and just knowing, oh man, your radio picks are even in here. Holy crap. 
I scrolled oh, all the Fra way down and they're down Frank there. Frank doesn't play. Frank is a professional. <laughs> I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about this episode. And we started off with my first pick. Of course, I was so shocked when this wasn't on your list of picks. But then when you told me that I give you crap for picking licensed stuff, you know, I usually do. But I couldn't have a vampire episode without repping the boy Gangrel. So we played the Broods theme from WWF Attitude on the Nintendo 64, um, which was actually done by Jim Johnson. So that's pretty cool. Classic. I love it. It's, it, it instantly kicks me back to the Attitude era. Yeah, and, you know, if you still watch wrestling and understand how hot wrestling is right now, especially in terms of AEW and anything kind of centrally located around that, um, Gangrel was actually going to be doing something somewhat recently with them, and then, you know, it kind of got put aside because of something that Edge did by using the music again. But it's kind of cool that after all these years, you know, it's been 20 plus years, this theme music is still one of the best, if not best, in wrestling history. It's one of those tracks you could pop and you'll see every closeted wrestling fan like start peeking around like, what's this? What's this? Exactly. Yeah, it's super cool. Super creepy. I love it. All right, let's kick to our first block of three tracks here. Frank, you're kicking us off with a, a very good track. I'm glad you picked this one. And then we've got some interesting stuff in here. So we'll listen to these. We'll talk about them. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to On the Champs de Soleil from The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine, released May 31st, 2016, composed by Marcin Przblazowicz, Mikolaj Stroinski, and Piotr Musil. Probably said all that wrong. Sorry. listening to Stereo from Night Trap, released October 15th, 1992, composed by Sunny Blue Skies and Martin Lund. Love is easy, but the 
You're listening to Ozama the True Evil from Twisted Tales of Spike McFang, released June 1994, composed by Hisashi Matsushita. and coming back with chat about that track from The Witcher 3. That was actually from the Blood and Wine expansion that came out after the base game did that came out in uh, May of 2016. But I don't know how to pronounce it. The Champs du Soleil, whatever. On, probably, on the, right? the Champs-Élysées. Uh, I guess I was close, but uh, I love this track. And I love most of the work of uh, of Marcin Perzer Blauswitz pretty sure that's how you don't say that so <laughs> but i think he's freaking awesome with what he did with the witcher 3 soundtrack and the whoever is doing the violin on this track what a performance it is amazing dude like one of the coolest violin solos one of the coolest violin pieces i've you know had the pleasure of listening to um i really like this and we I just found the whole out. soundtrack of the o- of the blood of the blood and wine uh, o- 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 expansion it's all good music. It's all. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. And it, and it was a good story, too. It was a good expansion to the game. Um, added a crap ton of content. But they just announced this week that the next-gen update for both The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 have been delayed to next year. I think everybody saw that coming. But I am excited to check out the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 when it does come out. If you already own it, it'll be a free upgrade, I do believe. So um, it should be fun, and I'll probably play through it again since I haven't played through it now. And man, it's been over five years because I played through it initially when it came out. So yeah, I dang. I have played about 45 minutes of The Witcher my entire life, and I'm dying to play this game. I don't know. It's one of those ones that was, it was around at a time and kind of got forgotten. Oh, it never got forgotten by me. I put like 300 hours into it when it first well, came out. Oh, well, yeah. You, you know I would have. I, these are the kinds of games that I throw myself into. But Absolutely. I, I did that with Fallout as well. I think I told that story before. I think it was Fallout 3. I sat on my shelves for months. So my friend's like, what are you, an asshole? Play the game. <laughs> and yes, I'm an asshole. Uh, That's funny. Um, yes. How about, that, how about that second track? Or technically third track? Uh, 
Yeah, talking some Night Trap. I knew that you would have Night Trap on your playlist. I mean, it just made sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, literally it the second thing I added. One of the worst games to feature vampires probably in existence, but... But, man, the oh best mo- but, but the best thing I've ever seen Data Play to do other than different strokes. <laughs> this opening track or whatever this is is, is this the is, is i don't know that this is the main theme maybe it is um it's called stereo but i love this dude it's obviously totally my vibe totally my jam oh 100 percent. just takes you back to the 80s right there oh absolutely even though like you know this was a crappy game what a song and it was vocals by sunny blue skies i believe if we have that correct with the rest of it being done by martin lund um, did you actually play this when it was relevant, like in the early 90s? Re- relevant? Hell, I played it, it already re-released on uh, the PS4. I played it there, too. Well, I guess it did just come out re- recently, the 25-year anniversary edition or whatever. Um, I think it just came out on Switch, like, last year, that same edition. So, I guess it's This game relevant. runs on the Switch? Well, yeah. It's a full-motion video series of stuff. That's all it but, is. But WWE 2K can't figure it out? Yeah, well, they suck. <laughs> and yeah, just the Switch just should have been more powerful. Should have been. But we just got the Switch OLED now that doesn't really add much except for a cool dock. And, and 100 bucks. And $100. Um, but Metroid Dread is great, so that's exciting. But also exciting is this track. I can't get enough of it. I'm listening to it again as we talk about it. And I just, dude, I love this vibe, right? Like, if you listen to any of our other content, you know that I typically always try to have somebody that we promote that I enjoy their music and it sounds very 80s very synthwave very retro you know first we had Dance with the Dead which was amazing and then we were partnered up with Midnight Playtime for a bit and now we just actually struck up a partnership with Midnight Danger and I think he's been my favorite one so far like he's got the look that I love and the sound and I don't know man I just I absolutely love this vibe, and this was a great choice. You're welcome. I win. Episode over. But the vampires in this game are so bad. Oh, yeah. The whole game is terrible. Well, yeah, it is. (laughs) Over one and a half hours of full motion video. Whatever. (laughs) Over over 12 and a half minutes of fun. Exactly. (laughs) That's pretty much what that accounts to. And then you closed out that block with a pick from uh, a game that I was not familiar with but I want to be. It's called The Twisted Tales of Spike McFang, and the name of that track is Ozama the True Evil. Surprised they haven't added this to the Switch, like, in in one form or the other. Did... I I think what I now... I have to relook, because I didn't actually note this down. I don't think that this game ever released... Oh, it did release in North America. Never mind. There's another game on our list. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain that I've rented this at a Blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, it, it did come uh, out in June for, for, for the younger generation, a Blockbuster was like Netflix with actual things inside. Those of you still in the Midwest, uh, maybe you have a, well, no, family video is all gone now, but you probably still have a shell of a family video somewhere in your local town. Uh, we do right across the street. But this track, Zama the True Evil, it feels very familiar to me. I've never heard it before, and I feel like I have. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know what I'm confusing it with or what I'm thinking it sounds similar to. There were parts that I wanted to say reminded me of some things from Final Fantasy, but 
that was stretching it because I was trying to find uh, a connection as to why, you know, why it felt so familiar. I never figured it out. I still don't know, but I love this track, dude. It is very well done, and I want to play this game. Brian, I say we do it. Let's revisit the classic. Well, that is sort that's of right. an... That's right. We'll bring, that, we'll bring that back if you give us some money on Patreon. <laughs> I was going to say that's sort of an idea for a tier. After our uh, glam metal show, um, I decided to maybe we try doing revisiting the classics, but instead with focused on Zelda instead of Final Fantasy, since that's what we're Or the Twisted Tales of Spike McFang. You let us know. <laughs> it's a one and done. <laughs> <laughs> is a good piece of music though and uh i'm gonna have to explore the rest of the soundtrack it was composed by hisashi matsushita who is somebody whose name does not ring a bell to me what else has he done let's see here i think he was the 12th shogun of japan he hasn't composed much he composed 1943 kai um that's pretty much it Wizardry 3, I guess, outside of the Twisted Tales of Spike McFang. Might be his biggest one outside of that. So I guess that's his biggest hit. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Well done. Sounds cool. I like it. And uh, the game looks fun, so I want to check it out. I don't know that I'll ever get to, but maybe one day. Let's jump to our next block of three tracks. These are going to be from my submissions, and I've got some good stuff in here. I got Sega's answer to Castlevania kicking things off. <laughs> Let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Thames River Round 1 from Vampire Master of Darkness, released May 1993, composed by Yoko Wada and Takasha Horiguchi. listening to Arcadian Vampire from Disgaea 4, 
released September 6, 2011, composed by Tenpei Sato. Listening to The Guardian from Illusion of Gaia, released September 1st, 1994, composed by Yasuhiro Kawasaki.
right, so how about that beginning track from Vampire, Master of Darkness, on the Sega Master System. The Thames River, round one, obviously stage one. Uh, probably the best is track that, in the game. Isn't that pronounced Thames? Probably. Let him know, Martin. I mean, I'm probably saying it incorrectly. <laughs> That's okay, I forgive you. But in fact, you'll indulge me. Do you know why there's no vampires in my little area of Pueblo? I don't know why there's no vampires in Pueblo. Because it's because my, my town is actually called Belmont. Ah, see, is that where they is that where they're all from? Is that where actually, the uh, think... the Belmonts are from? That'd be cool. Victor Belmont roaming around somewhere still. Uh, that'd be dope. But back in the day, you know, before was it was it Bloodline? I think that was the first one to release on the Genesis for Castlevania. Um, for a while there, Sega didn't have a Castlevania like game, right? So they made their own. <laughs> And we got Vampire Master of Darkness out of it. Um, I don't know that, that, you know, Sega actually. No, they did publish it. Never mind. It was developed by Sims. So this was definitely in-house. Uh, that, was the common pra- that was the common practice back then. But I know, they, but they both kind of did that, right? Like, if you didn't have something on your system, we'll just rip it off. And not that that ever, like, is a bad thing. Because, you know, sometimes you get really cool stuff out of that. But... Um, I will say I've never played Vampire Master of Darkness. I don't know if you have, Frank, but uh, no. this is a, I, I, this is I, a game. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. I knew I knew it existed, but I've never played it. Um, I do enjoy bits and pieces of the soundtrack, but it literally is Castlevania. Like, you are going out there trying to defeat Dracula, and it is just Castlevania through and through. Um, in gameplay, in everything. And... And, it, it, of course, all the Sega magazines back in the day gave it, like, decent scores, but you never know how trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, those are, like, the, the scores in Nintendo Power. Like, like I really trusted those scores. Nintendo Power gives, I don't know, what's a crappy game? I don't know, Kukuland? I don't remember. But Kuku Land wasn't a crappy game. Well, I, I liked Kuku Land. It was fair. fun. It was, it was fun. I used to like playing it in Animal Crossing on the GameCube. <laughs> Tag Team Wrestling, best game ever. It still closes out every episode of BG Mania. That it's because you're a spiteful man. <laughs> I knew you would enjoy that middle track, though, as we uh, as we start talking about Disgaea Four and the uh, Arcadian Vampire. How fun was this, dude? I love this. Dude, I love her voice. Yeah, super cool. Um, and I like Disgaea as a series. So when this one obviously was centered around being a vampire and all of that, like just a cool game. Uh, I've not had a chance to play Disgaea 6 yet. Sev, listener of the show, big fan of the show, big fan of the content, is a huge fan of Disgaea, so I know he'll appreciate hearing this as well. But it's got that, like, you know, sing, swinging back and forth style to it as it goes. I don't know. I love the the way that it goes from the vocals to, like, the not really humming, but they're just kind of, like, you know, making noise in the background or whatever. Um I think this is super catchy. I really enjoy this. Nah, you hit it out of the park with that one. I was—I didn't even know what this game was about. I was doing a little reading. It sounds interesting. Not up Frank's alley, but interesting. Yeah, the Disgaea games are tactical RPGs, so that's what—that's that's what I really hate. Yeah. yeah, and I know those are not everybody's bag of tea. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Um, you know, I've played some really good ones and some really bad ones, but Disgaea is usually pretty fun. And then closing out my block, we actually have a pick from Illusion of Gaia, another JRPG from the Super Nintendo. Um, 
I, I was I wanted to pick. That was one of the big three on Zomando, wasn't it? Um, there. I mean, like, it was pretty that, popular. Cr- that Chrono Trigger and the other one. What Final Fantasy VI? <laughs> that the one you're uh, talking about? The, that, uh, that other one? Zelda: Link to the Past. No. Uh, Illusion of Gaia was definitely highly regarded in terms of of being a Earthbound, of being a JRPG, but um, it was definitely underlooked. I don't think it was appreciated enough. It's a great game. But this track here, The Guardian, it first debuted in the vampire fight for the game. There's a vampire boss that you come across, uh, but it's also reused for a couple other boss fights as well, so it's technically not like exclusively a vampire track, but... um, it started out as one and then it was just reused elsewhere. So I just really like this track. I think it's freaking amazing. I I don't know. It, it, it has that. And I know we've talked about it before on um, previous episodes where we've focused exclusively on like Super Nintendo music. But it has that feel of just taking me back to the Super Nintendo just in the way that this sounds, just like A Link to the Past can do, just like Super Mario World can do. Uh, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, the two that you mentioned, obviously have that capability as well, but Illusion of Gaia, I think, came because it came out around the same time as all those, like, it just, its sound really sweeps me away. I absolutely love this track. I, I, it's what I love so much about video game music. I think I mentioned this recently, too. My vocal Walmart, like, pipes in video game music, like, it's splicing with all the other crappy pop music they play over the radio, uh, and I'm instantly taken away. I was walk- I was walking through uh, the store trying to buy some eggs, and all of a sudden, Sonic the Hedgehog kicks in. Trying to buy some eggs, or are you cooking up? I'm, like, oh, I'm an excellent breakfast. Is, is, is what I can do better than anything else. <laughs> what track from Sonic starts playing? It was Emerald Hill Zone. You know, the most popular one you can possibly get. But do we know why this Walmart plays video game music? I have zero reason for it because they, they played Super Mario Kart track. They played something. Uh, I think it was Street Fighter. It, it, it could have been. It was. It was definitely one of those things. Like they're just constantly shuffling in video game music, and then you get Ariana Grande or Doja Cat. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah, I've never seen another Walmart play maybe, video maybe game music. A, so. maybe, maybe who's ever in charge of the radio was a geek. And if that's the case, I love it. Well, what you need to do at that point is get BG Mania playing over the airwaves. Of that That's Walmart. what I was saying. Let's do that. <laughs> I, 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 I can hack the TVs and cast from my phone. <laughs> can you imagine you walk in? Coming up next on BG Mania. Man, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, what a great pick from me. Give myself credit. Be like Adam Cole doing the old, you know, self-congratulatory stuff in the ring after my good pick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all fun. about that boom. <laughs> or according to John Silver, it's all about the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you still watch BTE, right? Sure, sure as hell do. John Silver's hilarious. Oh man, he's great. And he's from your neck of the woods, unfortunately. Well, most best people are. Long Island? Eventually it'll sink. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm, I, I'm already off the island. Go crazy. <laughs> you can sink the whole eastern seaboard. Get rid of Ohio for all I care. I'm, in the, I'm, I, I, I'm at least 5,000 feet in the air, so I'll be alright. Get, make Pueblo a coastal town. <laughs> How cool would that be? Although I do hate the beach. Well, there used to be back in the day. What, like, what was it? I forget. It was like well, back in the day, like Pangea? <laughs> no, before, uh, after Pangea. Uh, once North America was already formed, we had that like inner sea at one point that ran from like northern Canada to 
uh, the Pacific, and I'm fairly certain portions of Colorado used to be underwater. You know what? We'll find it. I'll send it to you. Uh, we'll listen to another block of music. We'll sh I'll show you. Let's check these three. Uh, let's check these three tracks out. These are your next three. I was gonna say these are your last, but no, you have the closeout track as well. But uh, these are your next three picks. We have some good stuff coming up. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bloodthirsty from Resident Evil Village, released May 7th, 2021, composed by Shusaku Uchiyama.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Battle with the First from Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds, released August 27th, 2003, composed by Ian Livingstone. You're listening to Bloodthirst Concerto, otherwise known as Raphael's Theme, from Soul Calibur V, released January 31st, 2012, composed by Chris Velasco.
back in with, I think, the most recent track on the list today? Absolutely. Absolutely. The only one that came out. Absolutely. Yeah. The only one that came out recently. uh, Resident Evil Village. What a great game that was earlier this year. I love that game from start to finish. Yeah. It was pretty phenomenal. We definitely uh, talked pretty highly of it on the then Level Down Games podcast, now Max Level podcast. But um, Kyle and I even did a spoiler cast for Resident Evil Village for the media files. That was super fun. It's one of those rare episodes that I skipped because I knew I was going to eventually play this. I loved this game, man. I, I really enjoyed my time with Village. I thought everything about it just was, was pretty well done. It was a good mix of what they did with Resident Evil 7 and then, you know, some elements of Resident Evil 4. But That's exactly how I felt. I was telling I was telling my friend that I, I bought him for his birthday. I was like, did you have you played it? And he goes, no. I go, it's like 4 and 7 had a baby. Yeah, absolutely. But I loved the focus on the supernatural here. Obviously, you know, you had different elements with werewolves and you know, creature from the Black Lagoon almost. But yeah, <laughs> but no, we had, no, we had all the universal monsters represented um, in some fashion. When you think about it, she she was the, the was her mother Miranda was a like a fucking mummy. Absolutely, yeah, they were all somewhat there. Some of the all classic horror tropes somehow in this game, but obviously heavily leaned on vampires toward the beginning of the game with Lady Dimitrescu and her sisters. And I really enjoyed all of that. I loved the atmosphere of uh, of Castle Dimitrescu. Um, it makes me really sad that the actress who played the sister, like, you know, it's the same actress who plays all three of them, um, Jeanette Moss, passed away before the game came out. Like, that makes me really sad. Wow, that was they all did kind of look alike. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, she did the uh, the mocap and all that for all of them, um, but she passed away. And, and I, I remember we talked about it, but yeah. She, one, she one, one of the best things that come out of this January. game, though? Hmm. Uh, G Fuel's Maiden's Blood. Yeah, oh I've not God. tried that. I've not tried that. It's a pomegranate mixture, and it's really, Ooh, is it really, really good. pomegranate? I, I did Absolutely. pomegranate, so ooh, interesting. And it looks like and it looks it looks like blood. Like it stains you if it hits your hand. I actually have a uh, have a like a gallon of pomegranate juice in my fridge down here. Um, Pop, I actually, is that not the palm brand? No, 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 no. This oh, is so just that's great value. expensive. Yeah, no, this is just like I think great value or something. But okay. <laughs> I like having a glass of pomegranate juice every now and then. Um, I should drink it more often, but I don't. But yeah, this was a cool track. I like the violin in this one. Um, you know, that whole area. Super creepy. Super creepy. Really well done. Your middle track from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Chaos Bleeds. I not only had that on the GameCube, I pre-ordered that game on the GameCube. And how does that make you feel? I stand by it. That game sucks. Yeah, that game's awful. I, lo- I, uh, I love I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I won't, I won't deny it. Hell, I watch all of Angel. But the game sucked. The, the, game, feature, the game features a playable character... Who was from one episode of Buffy? It's it's the haunted doll. Why? Why? Uh, the whole there's a whole cornucopia of characters to pick from. There's, there's a whole uh, what is it Buffy verse or Whedon verse to pick from, and they picked they, they picked the stupid doll. <sighs> so stupid. I love that it's just you know part of the graphics, part just freaking standing there, all you know part of the gang. It's the stupid doll. <laughs> But this is, in terms of the music, a total typical Frank pick, man. Chanting in the background, intense build-up. This can kind of tend to where you plant your flag. Definitely sounds like something you would pick. Trust me, there's always a reason why I pick it, and that's the reason. (laughs) Because we know the game wasn't good. I'd be, now, I I don't know, I've not listened to, unless we've played anything else from this game on the show, and I highly doubt we have, um, 
I wouldn't be able to tell you anything else from the soundtrack of this game. Is the rest of it good? Decent? Is it, you know what I mean? Because this no, isn't no, bad. No, it's, 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 it's all pretty mediocre. But you know, I wanted to make a point, and I meant to make this earlier. I'm missing from all this is the music from the Legacy of Kane. Because believe it or not, the music from Legacy of Kane is all atmospheric or sucks. Yeah, that was an interesting omission. Um, and you had mentioned that you weren't going to actually pick from it because of that. Uh, obviously, I wasn't going to pick from it because it's not a series that I would explore, but you're a huge fan of that franchise. Huge, huge fan. I wish... Uh, for, please reboot this. Yeah, and I would totally get behind a reboot. I would absolutely Hell, love to sell see the, a reboot. Sell the THQ Nordic. They do good things. I don't care. Well, we'll see. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> they do good things sometimes. How about that? Well. <laughs> How about hard? They do things. Yeah, they do things. There you um, go. What if they reboot Buffy, the Vampire Slayer? Chaos Bleeds. If they reboot the show, I have no problem with them rebooting the game. Aren't they rebooting the show? I bet you they are. Did they, are they tried to, maybe? I don't remember. Because I'd have to look it up. I didn't look it up. Everything gets rebooted. I can't can't wait for the BG Mania reboot. <laughs> what are we going to call it? BG Mania the... 2.0. No, see, that's too obvious. Like That's boring. We gotta be no, we'll, we'll, make, we'll, we'll, we'll make it, they'll make it more colorful. And take away, take away its soul. Oh, oh wait, no, that's an NXT. Oh, sorry, it's an NXT 2.0. My bad. So I said it's too boring. It's too generic. We need a BG main. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. The the name of the of the reboot is going to be called Audio Podcast. <laughs> Let's just not reboot the show. Let's just keep it going. Who needs a reboot when you still have great content? We can do that too. We can be the Simpsons. We can be the Simpsons. We can thirty episodes or not thirty episodes, thirty years strong, and about what are they on year third? They they oh, they're over thirty now, aren't they? When they're on thirty. Yeah, but- Two, 32, 33, something like because they were they started in 88, something like that. I don't know, been a while, and I've seen every episode except for the most recent two seasons. I think I need to watch the latest two, but um, I binge watched all of The Simpsons like last year recently. And I, I binge watched it when they, when they launched FXX with the 24 hour marathon all the way through. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, almost as fun as our last track of that block there, the Bloodthirst Concerto, which was from Soul Calibur V, Raphael's theme. I had a My feeling boy. you would pick that. Yeah, I had a feeling you would go there. Uh, I love the piano on this track. It's a really good one, man. It's, there's the, there's two official Raphael's themes. I think this is the one was the better one. The other one had like a, a little bit of a vocal to it, but it was nothing that you really cared for. Yeah, this was on disc two of the soundtrack. I actually had to dig a little bit to find some individual credits on who composed what because there were, you know, a handful of composers on Soul Calibur V, but this one actually was done by our boy Chris Velasco, which was, you know, awesome. Always good stuff. Uh, I love this, man. What a great pick. And it sounds like a symphony. It sounds gorgeous. I absolutely love it. And it's so cool that it's Raphael's theme, right? Like, because he's this badass character. And the track, he, even though it, he's he's easily top five all time video game vampires for me. I mean, he's definitely up there in terms of a more memorable video game vampire. But this track, like, it has that big feeling for a character such as that. But like, it's calm and serene at times. And going back to like my True Blood and glamouring reference earlier on in the show, like, or <laughs> look at Twilight. A lot of times, that's how vampires are, right? No, no, they're not. Yes, they That's are. a problem with this town. Too many damn what vampires. Town? What town? Oh, I forget the name BG of the town. Mania town? Was... BG Mania town? BG Maniaville. Sounds better. BG Maniaville. <laughs> Frankville. 
Didn't I? Didn't I name my town that or something stupid because I had to? Or that? Oh, what game was that? I don't remember what game that was. But it had you like pick words and friends and stuff at the beginning, and my town ended up being called Frankville or something like that because of it. Do you remember? Do you remember that game? It was something stupid. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but I know like you sent me a screenshot of it when it happened. Oh, I wish I remember the name of the game. It's like an Earthbound copy. I don't remember. I'd have to really dig. It's like a Stardew Valley kind of thing. I play so much stuff. But this was a really cool track. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, badass vampires. What more can you ask for? With a cool theme. Kind of like Gangrel. Well, I guess. <laughs> Let's jump to my last block here. I saved some pretty awesome tracks for the end of the episode. I think these are probably my, uh, my favorite three of what I picked. So let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to What We Could Have Become from Vampire, released June 5th, 2018, composed by Olivier de Rivier. You're listening to Dark Necrobat's theme from Mega Man X5, released February 1st, 2001, composed by Naoto Tanaka, Naoya Kamasaki, and Takuya Miyawaki.
You're listening to Count Batula from Conker's Bad Fur Day, released March 5th, 2001, composed by Robin Beanland. Thank you. 
and coming back in and getting ready to close things out. But before we do, we still have a couple tracks to talk about. And the one that opened up that block there from Vampire called What We Could Have Become. I love how tragic this track sounds, man. Did you ever get around to playing Vampire? Never got around to it. I haven't. I've paid for yeah. it. I've never actually played Yeah. I remember we were pretty excited about this before it came out. Um, I loved this game. You're obviously playing as Dr. Jonathan Reed in the, like, post-Great War era. You know, I think it's set in, like, 1918 or something like that. So, right after the First World War, and you're in this, like, Victorian London setting. It was so amazing, so gorgeous. I loved the atmosphere of this game. Um, gameplay was, you know, it was all right. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything like that. But the story was actually super sad and super tragic. Um, you know, Jonathan didn't want to be the way that he ended up being. And the music here, what we could have become, um, I, I think speaks a lot to his struggles and his sadness of, of what he became and Taylor's oldest time. I mean, that was the stats of course. issue as well. well. Of course, of course. But um, there was a, you know, like a, a romance plot line throughout the story. And it just was really well done. So I love this track. I think it's gorgeous. Um, I love a good slow violin. You know, we talk about the violin all the time. Here I wish that you well listen to this track. It's like, this is so beautiful that it's only a violin. And then a piano hit a second I said it too, because that's the way the world spice me. Um, yeah. The piano hit the but key once, like six once more times. Piano, okay, so it's all violin. But once it gets the piano, like it, it doesn't take away from how beautiful that violin is, and it just, it adds to it, and, it, and it's just, I don't know, it's so tragic. I think it's probably the the most tragic track that we we're playing on the episode today. Um, no, the most tragic track is the fact that I had to cut my awesome pick from Sesame Street, the the Count von Count counting game song. <laughs> well, you had one too many, and you chose to axe that one, so. <laughs> Our middle track from Mega Man X5, a game that we've not yet That's explored. Best thing we played all day. Absolutely. I mean, it's by far my favorite track on the episode today. I mean, it was the one that I was most excited to get to. Um, again, totally my vibe, totally my jam. 
but once the track gets in, you know, after the, the sultry, smooth guitars and all that, it starts getting into a little bit more. We've even got some, like, Phantom of the Opera mixed in there. A lot of influence from that, too. Really well done. I love this, man. I love this. It's an amazing track. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Also, very weird that we didn't pick anything on this game prior. Well, ever. Well, I... I mean, there was a lot of music that we focused on for Mega Man, we've obviously. Done, we've done a lot of Mega Man. <laughs> but I thought you said you weren't a huge fan of X5, right? Like, or maybe... I'm not a big fan of the X series in general. That's what it was. That's what it was. But I, I, I knew there was a reason why we hadn't played a lot of music from the X games. But, um, you know, definitely want to fix that. And I'm glad that we, we should do, We should do an X games episode. Except songs instead from of Hawk. X Games, it's, I was going to say, it's literally just <laughs> X Games. <laughs> well, we can include, like, you know, BMX. Wasn't there, like, a BMX XXX game? Uh, Dave Mira's BMX. But wasn't there, like, there's, XXX? There, 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 there was, like, 12 BMX games out there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a triple X rated one. Um, I absolutely love this track. I mean, it's everything I want in music. It's every vibe, every sound that I'm currently in love with. Uh, I can't get enough of the guitar in the back. Like, I'm listening to it again as we talk about it, and it just makes me scream inside every single time it kicks in. I love it so much. And if you are a fan of sweet, sultry guitars and sounds like this, then keep an eye for a pilot episode that Frank and I are going to do at some point in the future for a potential new show if we ever reach for the stars and get high on Patreon in terms of our goals. Um, we're gonna in do, terms of uh, ourselves, too, because the kind of show you're pitching to me, we're going to be very high. We're going to be doing some glam metal-focused shows, and uh, it should be amazing. Uh, taking parts of BG Mania, where we play music, but we won't be discussing the tracks like we do here on BG Mania. It'll be more akin to you know, say you tune into your local, I don't know, 104.3 radio station or whatever, and the rock no, I don't listen to one. I don't listen to 104.3 here. They say some really racist, mean things. Well, I don't. I don't even know what 104.3 here is. Um, the local rock station for Youngstown is 93.3 The Wolf or 100.7 WMMS. Uh, Here's 95.5 KBDF. Because ours begin with a K because we're West Mississippi. See, you learn things on Beijing Mania. But that's what I want. I want some stupid, like, think D. Snyder's House of Hair on steroids a little bit, playing more of a modern mix of that, you know, like stuff coming out of Sweden over the last decade or so, mixed with all the stuff that we love from the late 80s and early 90s. I think it would be a kick ass show. Um, like, and big, big shout out to D. Snyder, Long Island. You've eaten at my aunt's restaurant many times. I doubt you're listening to this, but if you do, what's up? I mean, like, the Long Island influences are just all over the place. <laughs> One <laughs> day we'll all be Long Island. It's something that I want to do, and uh, I think it would be a really fun show. Island? No, do this show about oh. glam metal and stuff. But if you like this, just keep an eye on our Patreon. Go all goes back to Patreon. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Keep an eye on what we're doing over there. Make sure you're in the Discord server. We talk about everything in there as well. But uh, that last track from the block, we had to represent some Conker's Bad Fur Day. We had to get Count Batula into this. I really enjoy this track, man. And I had forgotten until I was scrolling through the YouTube comments while we were listening to it that um, this track was actually going to be featured in Killer Instinct 2 before it made its way into Conker's Bad Fur Day. That's and, crazy. Uh, you know what? I could see it. I could hear it. Like, it was rare, so... 
Um, it's just another property that they were working on that the music found its way into. Robin Beanland did such a great job with the soundtrack. Um, I always wondered, like, had there been vocals to this, what they would have sounded like? Because, you know, some of the boss fights had vocals in Conker's Bad for a Day, but this one here doesn't. Uh, I really enjoyed this section of the game, though. Um, it's Count Bachelor. What can't you, what, what don't you like? Yeah, what's wrong with you? You gotta love it. You gotta love it, man. It was cool. The little bat conquer. Remember that? I, I do. This game was so fun. This game was so fun. And this is just another track with, you know, just insane off the wall, quick, like, I don't know if that's, again, violin work, whatever, but it's just so well done. And it's interesting that, you know, we keep hearing the same instruments when talking about music that is representative of vampires. But really, it is that classic vampire sound, like... Oftentimes, violins and vampires do go hand in hand a lot in terms of music when they're on screen or, you know what I mean? Like, well, because violins always give off that creepy sound. I mean, it's well, that's what I mean. One thing that's... Yeah, like it's attributed to a lot of spookiness and I don't know. It's pretty cool. I like how it's done here. Really well done. There's been so many cool vampire characters in video games. Um, I'm glad we actually sat down to do an episode that was devoid of any Castlevania influence. Obviously, well, I guess I didn't say influence because Castlevania influence is all over the place and we even played Sega's version of a Castlevania game earlier on. But music that wasn't from Castlevania is what I was trying to say there. Um, this was fun. And what's crazy is that there's a plethora of other vampire games out there that we didn't pick from. There's so many. Um, not all with great music, but there's a ton of video games centered around vampires. And for good reason, right? Obviously, it's one of the most popular horror icons for the world, I would think. Like, yeah, the world worldwide, don't some people think they're fake, but they're real. They're coming to get you. Everybody likes vampires. Are vampires? I mean, I guess I kind of feel like a vampire. Some people think I am. Well, you've gotten to the sun once in a while. Well, that's what I mean. I tend to stay out of the sun. I tend to only operate at night. Um... There's a lot of truth to that, I guess. Yeah, but it's not blood you're sucking. <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about the composers uh, when, when we talked about those three tracks, but I do want to give a quick shout out because the the vampire track was done by our boy Olivier de Rivier, who we enjoy so much here on the show. Obviously, we've talked a lot about his music. He Wait did Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah, uh, super great. Um, did that game, The Council, that I did a Let's Play for that ne and then never finished. Remember that? Yeah, you suck. <laughs> But he also did like Greedfall, and uh, if it ever comes out, I'm looking forward to hearing what he does for Dying Light 2. It's now been delayed again until February 4th. Is he doing, 4th, is he doing but, the music for Plague Tale 2? Um, has it been announced that if he is doing the music for Plague Tale Innocence 2? Um, I hope he is. I absolutely hope he is. Fingers trust. Let's see. Just making sure. Plague Tale Requiem. Yeah, it doesn't have any like information attached to it yet, but I do hope he comes back for the sequel to that. Um, that game comes out next year. That's one of my most anticipated games of next year. Like, I'm really I'm looking sure. forward it's, it's gonna be great. to that game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that's going to bring us to the close of our vampire-focused episode this week, Frank, unless you have anything else to say before we get on out of here. Give us money. Go to Patreon. <laughs> that's not what you normally say. No, uh, I think we said it all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGAera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and want to help grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including, like Frank just mentioned, a link to our brand new Patreon where we need your support now more than ever. While you're browsing the description box, make sure you click that link to join our Discord community. 
taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Ruined Stables from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Frank, what a great pick this is to close out the episode. Um, super classic horror style vibes. Uh, obviously, it's, 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 it's mixes Bram Stoker, the, dude. There's mixes of the original Dracula theme. It's so That's, good. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a movie about the original Dracula. Absolutely. And for an episode centered on vampires and stuff that's not about Castlevania, this is the best way to close things out. So uh, you guys are really going to like this. It's called Ruined Stables, again, from Bram Stoker's Dracula, released September 1993, composed by Andy Brock. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.